Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. rush in the early 90s during the Gulf War and never had the courage to start my own business. I did World War II aviation paintings for a living, published them as prints. thought that's no way to make a living, but he said, pursue your dreams. I did, and I've been extremely successful at it, and to this day, I have so much work I can't keep it all going. Thank you, Rush. We miss you. We love you. I'm telling you, man, there's a niche for everything. World War II aviation paintings. And because of Rush Limbaugh, he said, pursue your dream. And he did. Look, there's there's so many uh, niche markets out there that we never even thought of would be successful. But there are a lot of people who are successful. And because someone like Rush, Rush Limbaugh said, you look, this is what capitalism is all about. This is what America is all about. You've got to p- pursue your dreams. You've got you've got to fight for what you want. And if you and in this country, more so than any other, if you do what you really like, what you really love, you can uh, you can succeed if you're willing to uh, to you know put in the work. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. By the way, coming up, we have a special all Rush Limbaugh edition of What the Bleep, which is very exciting. First, though, there is some other news that we want to get to, and we're going to go to uh, we have Adam calling in from Australia and Danny calling in from Australia. And I said to Josh, uh, which one should we start with? He goes, you know, they both sound exactly alike to me, which is totally. That's not what I sound like. That's that's totally. That's that's exactly what you did like your best group. We'll go with Danny because he's been waiting longer. Danny, uh, thank you so much for calling the Mark K Show. How are you? Good, man. How are you? I'm good. Where where in Australia are you? I'm in Queensland, so I'm in the warmer part. Yeah, well, the warmer part. part. Oh, that's good. Is there a cold part of us? I didn't know there was a cold part, but that's all right. Thank you so much for calling. Uh, you, you now what? Tell us, everyone. Tell everyone what happened with Facebook in Australia. Was it just this morning or was it yesterday? Oh no, um, yesterday it's two a.m. at the moment. So yeah. it's it about twelve hours ago. We got a um, everyone got a message on their phone from through Facebook saying they're no longer able to search the news and. Or share news and and it's taken down some emergency service um, yeah. sites and stuff as well. So it just yeah. So they just took it away, huh? And tell everyone why they took it away. Oh, uh, well, the government just asking for them to chip in and, and pay for news, um, pay for news companies or whatever yeah. to share to be able to share the news. And uh, Facebook's gone. Sorry, no, it's not going to happen. We're just going to shut you down. That's it. We're not going to. You can't share any news. Not not even just. News, it's world news. Right, world news. Yeah, they wanted them to pay their creators. Yeah, yeah. That is so, that is wild. So, Danny, what it, now? And the uh, Australian government, they're not backing down, right? Oh no, I don't think they should. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. It's, a, it's I think it's just crazy. I think it's just so much. Yeah, too much control for one person. That yeah, you know. It really is, Danny. Listen, right, they, that's it. you know, we're having an argument with the government. We're just going to shut it down. No warning, nothing. You know. I'm, and, you know, we use Facebook a lot because no one's at home watching TV and stuff anymore. Uh, a lot of truck drivers are on Facebook. That's where we're getting info to find it. If, if sure. the borders are closing, they, they tell us your coronavirus updates and, sure. and alerts. 
place lights are like on a stop sign. Yeah, no, Danny, listen, we appreciate the info. We appreciate you calling, too, and uh, we appreciate you listening as well. And I know that for a lot, and, and that's the thing that, that people don't realize, that Facebook, they gave an ultimatum to an entire country. They, you know, the Australia said, look, you're welcome to, to share your information here, but if you're going to share news, you need to pay the news creators because, you know, they need they need to be adequately compensated. We all know Facebook's making money off of the news, so you need to give a, a portion of that to the people who are creating the content for you. And Facebook said, no, that would be detrimental to the way that we did. They didn't, they don't, here's the thing, it wouldn't be detrimental for them to do it in Australia, but it would be a domino effect. And their, their revenue would go all the way, I mean, it, it would not go all the way down, but it would, it would take a hit for sure. However, they would get a lot more content and probably a lot better content because they'd be paying for it and people would be more apt to uh, to to share information with them. So Australia said, you got to do it. And Facebook said, nope. And Australia said, well, then uh, you got to get out. And Facebook, they shut down the news feeds in Australia. And uh, and I don't I don't think either side is going to come is going to give uh, give any um, leeway or, or, or back down. But it does show exactly what Danny said, the power of one company to stop the flow of information because they don't like what a country is asking them to do. Adam is also in Australia. Adam, how are you? Yeah, I am, Mark. I watch every night. I love the show. Well, Adam, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And, yeah, we understand you guys You guys are up in the middle of the night there, and we appreciate you hanging with us. Tell us uh, tell us, you know, what's going on with you. Your Facebook, I guess, I imagine is shut down as well. You there? Adam, did Man, we? Oh. Well, Taken off the air. Well, yeah. Google tried to do it not long ago, and yeah. well, they've ended up backing down. But now Facebook have just yeah, not backed down to it. Yeah, it's so. I mean, that that is so weird that they would do something like. Actually, you know what? It's not. They're throwing presidents off of Twitter. It seems that they're just going to throw Australians off of Facebook. Um, there comes a point where you're just going to run out of customers. You know, the more and more people that you, you try to try to cancel off your own network, the harder it's going to be to get people to, to hang out there. Adam, thanks so much for the call and thank you so much for watching. We really appreciate it. 855-765-1045. Speaking of Twitter, something happened on Twitter with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Uh, and she's based, and she's going head to head against Joe Biden. There's a big question now because you remember when Joe Biden ran for president, he had to, he had to promise basically the world to everybody. And a couple things conflicted. For example, he would tell people that he was going to get rid of fracking, but then everyone in Pennsylvania was like, whoa, 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 we love fracking here. And he's like, I'm not going to get rid of fracking. And then CNN actually had to fact check him and say, well, you actually did say, yes, you did say you were going to get rid of fracking. That was just one example. He also said, you know, we're going to uh, we're all about forgiving uh, college loan debt. And everyone was all like, yeah, forgive the college loan debt buy the votes. We're all about that. Be the next Bernie Sanders. So Joe Biden was like, yeah, we'll forgive college loan debt. Well, now he's saying, you know what? Uh, we don't need to forgive college loan debt. He's saying, I don't think we should. We we can't we can't just pay off all of the loans that people owe out there because there's a lot of rich people out there who take loans there's a lot of people who can pay back their loans, and we don't want to pay back their loans. So we can't just blanket forgive everybody's college debt as they promised. And a lot of lawmakers are very upset by that. One of them is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who tweeted out this. Very wealthy people already have a student loan forgiveness program. It's called their parents. 
the idea that millionaires and billionaires are willingly letting their kids drown in federal student loans. And that's why we can't go big on forgiveness is about as silly as it sounds. Now, when you look at this tweet on the on the forefront, you can tell basically she's just pandering to the portion of society that put her in office in the first place. But you also see that she has no real understanding of how wealthy people become wealthy people or how responsible parents parent because she's saying very wealthy people have a student loan forgiveness program. It's called their parents. What she's doing is she's pushing forward the idea that young adults, because when you're in college or when you've graduated from college, when you're burdened with student loan debt, you are no longer a child. You are a young adult. She's saying young adults shouldn't work to pay off their student loan debt. Young adults shouldn't uh, go out and get a job and budget and learn how to be responsible or start some kind of business or a side hustle so they can pay back the money that they borrowed of their own accord. She's saying if their parents are rich, they should just go ask their parents to pay back their loans for them. The idea that millionaires and billionaires are willingly letting their kids drown in federal student loans, and that's why we can't go big on forgiveness, is about as silly as it sounds. No, what's as silly as it sounds is that you don't understand that rich parents like to teach their kids personal responsibility just like everyone else. That if you have the means to buy your kid a car or send your kid to college or buy your kid a house or just take care of the kid for the rest of your life, doesn't mean you're going to. Because a lot of rich folks understand that if you hand stuff to your kids, if you give things to your kids, they won't appreciate them. They'll take them for granted. And worst of all, they're just going to come back and want more and more and more of a handout. That's what happens. And rich people, a lot of them, understand that. And responsible parents of any tax bracket understand that. So there comes a point, sure, you're going to give your your baby milk and diapers, you're going to give your kids toys, you're going to take them on vacation. But there comes a point when you look at them and say, look, you're in your 20s, you're college educated, you have got to go out and learn how to do this on your own. And the best gift you can give your child as a parent is that is that independence, that self-reliance, that that confidence that, yes, they can take care of themselves and they don't need you anymore. It's scary as a parent to think you have to teach your child how not to need you but it's the most important role you have as a parent alexandria ocasio-cortez doesn't believe that she believes that if you're rich you should give your kids everything and that way we can forgive all student loan debts because wanting to teach your child personal responsibility when you're a billionaire that that is as silly as it sounds this woman was elected to office I kind of wish her parents had, had taught her personal responsibility. Wouldn't that been, that, that would have been refreshing, wouldn't it? 855-765-1045. Then maybe she could go out and get herself a real job. Quick break. More about New York. Speaking of New York legislators. Uh, and what's going on with Andrew Cuomo plus the all Rush Limbaugh edition of What the Bleep. It's on the way. Stay tuned. <laughs> Rest in peace, Rush, the de facto president of conservative party. 855-765-1045. And, you know, for the rest of my life, I'm always going to wonder, I wonder what Rush Limbaugh would say 
about this. And one of those things is this story now about um, the FBI and the U.S. attorney investigating Andrew Cuomo and his handling of the New York nursing home situation, underreporting the number of deaths so they wouldn't be held accountable um, due to COVID-19. Not only that, but covering up the story, which is the big problem for him now. And there's an assemblyman in New York named Ron Kim. Assemblyman Ron Kim, his uncle died of the coronavirus in a nursing home, and he said Wednesday that he got a phone call from the the uh, Democratic governor on the night of February 11th that quickly turned dark with Cuomo ultimately warning, you have not seen my wrath. Now, this guy, uh, Kim, was on, was it the uh, the Mika Brzezinski show? What's it? No, Morning Joe with Mika Brzezinski. Here is him telling the story to Mika and Morning Joe on MSNBC about the threatening phone call he got from Andrew Cuomo to cover up the story about the nursing home. Governor Cuomo called me the, late, the next day at 8 p.m. while I was about to bathe my kids. I was with my wife and for 10 minutes uh, he berated me. Uh, he yelled at me. Uh, he told me that. You know, my career will be over. He's been biting his tongue for months against me. And I had tonight, not tomorrow, tonight to issue a new statement, essentially asking me to lie um, and asking me like I, I just I heard and I saw a crime the other day. He's asking me that I did not see that crime. Yeah. So the governor calls you up at home eight o'clock at night while you're bathing your kids, starts yelling at you, saying you have not yet felt my wrath, uh, screaming into the phone. He said his wife could hear it through the phone, could hear the governor of New York screaming at him. And he says, you need to recant and you need to do it tonight. He's like, I'm not recanting. It's all entirely true. And he said to him, you will be destroyed. There were more phone calls. He refused to answer the phone. Well, they had Bill de Blasio on, the mayor of New York City. They had him on as well to talk about this. Listen to what Bill de Blasio said about this story and Governor Cuomo's reaction. Have you ever heard of anything like that from Governor Cuomo? Has he have you ever spoken with him and anything like that happened? Yeah, it's a sad thing to say, Mika, but that's classic Andrew Cuomo. That is class. Oh, what? He threatened to destroy you and said you haven't yet seen my wrath and told you you needed to go out and publicly lie to cover up his misinformation campaign and his illegal activity. Oh, that's classic Cuomo. That is oh, that is just classic. <laughs> that is just classic Cuomo. And he's not too far off. You remember Chris Cuomo screaming and yelling at that guy that called him Fredo at the state fair or whatever? I mean, this, this, there's more. We got to take a quick break. 855-765-1045. There's a couple more things to destroy I want to get to. And then we have the all Rush Limbaugh edition of What the Bleep. We'll play that next. Give us a buzz if you want to get in. 855-765-1045. Heard of anything like that from Governor Cuomo? Has he, have you ever spoken with him and anything like that happened? Yeah, it's a sad thing to say, Mika, but that's classic Andrew Cuomo. Yeah, threatening people's careers and saying I will destroy. That's classic Cuomo. Anyone who knows Cuomo knows that's what he says. That's uh, Mayor Bill de Blasio on Morning Joe talking to Mika Brzezinski about Andrew Cuomo allegedly threatening an assemblyman um, over the story that he knew about the numbers being hidden and being changed so that he didn't look um, you know, like a total idiot uh, during the COVID-19 uh, nursing home death crisis in New York State. He went on. He That wasn't it. There was more. Bill de Blasio was more than willing and, and able and happy to throw his governor under the bus. A lot of people in New York State have received those phone calls. Uh, you know, the bullying is nothing new. Um, I believe Ron Kim, and it's very, very sad. No public servant, no person who's a... Telling the truth should be treated that way.
Yeah, nobody should be treated that way by the governor or anyone else. Uh, and it's interesting to me to see how all of these Democrats now are turning on Andrew Cuomo because all the Democrats in New York, all the Republicans in New York, they're revoking his powers. They want I mean, there's calls for recalls. There's calls for him to resign. He's he's not getting all near the publicity he used to. And conveniently, his brother, Chris Cuomo, remember they would do their their dog and pony show on the Chris Cuomo show on CNN. You probably never watched it because. You didn't want to hurl. But Chris Cuomo would have his brother on and they would talk about, you know, who mom liked best. And they were trying to do this little thing. It was very, really kind of uh, obnoxious and also wasn't really very newsworthy. Um, but now you'll notice Chris Cuomo, not only does he not have his brother on his show anymore, doesn't talk about it. And I've, and I've tweeted at him. I've said, Chris, why don't you have your brother back on to talk about how he lied about all these nursing home deaths? And CNN released a statement Apparently, they have reinstated its rule, barring Chris Cuomo from covering his brother as the nursing home scandal continues. The early months of the pandemic, said CNN in a statement, were an extraordinary time. We felt that Chris speaking with his brother about the challenges of what millions of American families were struggling with was of significant human interest. CNN defended the Cuomo Cuomo interviews to the Post. As a result, though, however, we made an exception to a rule that we've had in place since 2013, which prevents Chris from interviewing and covering his brother. And that rule remains in place today. So Chris Cuomo and Andrew Cuomo yucking it up on CNN is no more convenient because CNN never wants their Democrat counterparts and cohorts in the government to get any kind of media attention that's unwanted. So whereas they used to have him on regularly, now his brother can't even cover him anymore. Kind of like uh, kind of like when <laughs> kind of like when they asked Joe Biden what kind of ice cream he liked uh, instead of asking him, you know, whether his son had taken millions and millions of dollars from China. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. OK, it is time, ladies and gentlemen, for us to play one of our favorite games ever. This is called What the Bleep. And we uh, we love this game. What, the way we play this game is uh, we usually find um, items from the news, items from news clips or interviews throughout the week. And what we do is we uh, what we'll do is we'll play those clips. We'll bleep out a word and you have to guess what the word is. But in honor of Rush Limbaugh, who passed yesterday and who we were all huge fans of, we decided to go back into the archives, find clips of Rush throughout the years. And every single one of our What the Bleeps clip today is a clip from the late, great Rush Limbaugh. So that's a very exciting twist. So if you're a big Rush Limbaugh fan, this is going to be easy for you. And we have Tom on the uh, line from Virginia. Tom, how you doing? Yes, sir. Oh, uh, cold, not, not 80 degrees like Florida. Oh, yeah, no, sorry about that. We uh, we, uh, we corner the market on, on good weather these days. Uh, Tom, you ready to play some Rush Limbaugh What the Bleep today? Yes, sir, do the best we can. Yeah, that's all we ask. That's all we ask. You're going to be playing against Gail in Long Island. How are you, Gail? I'm great. How are you? Doing great. Hey, let me ask you a question. Did Governor Cuomo ever call you and say he would destroy you? <laughs> I don't think I'd be the first person. Oh, yeah, no, it's, it's classic. He might want to destroy me, but, yeah. you know. <laughs> it's classic Cuomo. It's classic Cuomo. All right. Uh, Gail, you're going to be playing against Tom. Tom, you're going to be playing against Gail. Are you guys ready? Uh, sure. All right. Here we go. Tom, we're going to start with you. Uh, listen carefully. This is a clip from Rush Limbaugh on the David Letterman show in the early 90s. Listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Here we go. Oh, wait, hold on. Let me hit this button over here. We got the little commuter. We're doing different things. Here we go. I've been <laughs> fired in radio about seven times yeah. for such things as using the word 
too much. <laughs> After your quality is a little old, let me play it for you one more time. Listen carefully. Tell us what the bleep. I've been fired in radio about seven times yeah. for such things as using the word too much. All right, you got. What do you think that is? Remember, it's clean. Fire truck. Using the word fire truck. Dirty fire well, yeah, truck. You know what I mean. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. All right, listen carefully. Here it is. I've been fired in radio about seven times yeah. for such things as using the word therefore too much. It was therefore. Too much. Yeah, therefore. therefore. Yeah, he kept saying therefore too much, and his boss wrote to him and said, listen, okay. it, it, it clutters the mind of the listener. So that's why that was a tough I one. Got it. That was a tough one. Here we go. All we're right. gonna go, we're gonna go to you now, Gail. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, listen carefully. This is 2017, the Rush Limbaugh show. Listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. Here we go. You know, it's a shame because a family show. We cannot air a whole lot of what was said at the microphones at this March. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think? I don't know. Can I hear it again? Of course you can. Listen carefully. You know, it's a shame because a family show. We cannot air a whole lot of what was said at the microphones at this March. What do you, what, what do you think? Oh, at the um, at the million march. At the million march. Let's take a listen and see what he said. You know, it's a shame. Because a family show, we cannot air a whole lot of what was said at the microphones at this feminazi march. Oh, the feminazi uh, march. Oh, yeah. That was, I think that was the one where yeah. they were wearing hats that looked like, you know, genitalia. It was a really awkward situation. And that's okay. Your guys are tied up. It's still anyone's ballgame. <laughs> Tom, we go back to you. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. This is a clip from Rush Limbaugh's television show. Uh, listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. Here we go. You thought I was something other than what you see portrayed here. The truth be known, I am just a harmless, lovable little f***. <laughs> what? <laughs> what, 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 do you, what do you think, Tom? What was the, uh, what the bleep? Uh, lovable little bear. Lovable little bear. That's cute. Oh, I like that. Let's take a listen. And see you thought you I was something other than what you see portrayed here. The truth be known, I am just a harmless, lovable little fuzzball. Oh, a little fuzzball. They were close. A fuzzball is like a bear. But you know what? No cigar, uh, which is something else. I, didn't say, well, that, yeah. I gave it to him. No, you did a good job. You did a good job. All right, uh, Gail, you can get on the board here. You can take the lead, actually, if you get this next one. Are you ready? I'm ready. This is Rush Limbaugh on the Rush Limbaugh Show in 2019. Listen carefully. Tell us what the bleep. Uh, here we go. Despite all the great progress and despite all the great wokeness and despite all the great ground that's been covered, America still not ready to elect a gay guy f***ing his husband on the debate stage president. What? <laughs> I need to hear that again, you know, please. I think we all do. Listen carefully. Despite all the great progress and despite all the great wokeness and despite all the great ground that's been covered, America still not ready. To elect a gay guy his husband on the debate stage what, president. What do, what do you think? A gay guy's husband. A gay guy's husband on the debate stage. That's good. All right, let's take a listen and see. Let's take a listen and see what he said. Despite all the great progress and despite all the great wokeness and despite all the great ground that's been covered, America still not ready. To elect a gay guy kissing his husband you know, on the debate stage. It was, <laughs> it was kissing. That was one of those controversial moments uh, that he had in his career. All right, that's okay. Still, anybody anybody can win. Anyone can win. Tom, are you ready for the next one? 
I'll go for it. Yes, All right, let, yeah, let's go over here. We go. Listen carefully and tell us what the bleep this is. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's go for an easy one here. This is uh, Rush Limbaugh on Sean Hannity in 2018. Listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. Here we go. I did three months yeah. totally deaf. I couldn't get surgery done because I had a, an infection. So three months. So you rely on the, how your voice feels. Right. And you have to consciously tell yourself, don't. T when you can't hear, you f up. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think? You choke up. When you, you, when you can't hear, you choke up. Let's take a listen and see what he said. So you rely on the, how your voice feels. Right. And you have to consciously tell yourself, don't. T when you can't hear, you speak up. No, you speak up. Oh, speak speak up. up. Yeah, there no, you right. go. That's all right. All right, here we go. One more here. Listen carefully. Gail, <laughs> if you get this one, you win outright. If not, you guys both tie with zero. And unfortunately, if you tie with zero, you get. Nobody gets anything, but Nada. listen carefully. Uh, this is from his Thanksgiving broadcast in 2019. Tell us what the bleep, Gail. What's being okay. done to young s full of mush via the education system in our country and cumulatively over decades is nothing less than obscene. Uh, can I hear it again, please? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Listen carefully. What's being done to young s full of mush via the education system in our country and cumulatively over Decades is nothing less than obscene. What do you think? Uh, students. Young students full of mush. What's being done to young skulls full of mush <sighs> via the education system in our country and cumulatively <laughs> over decades is nothing less than obscene. Yeah, our common rush is young skulls full of mush. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, with a score of zero to zero, <laughs> congr congratulations, you guys. You guys, nobody... Nobody, nobody wins today. Uh, but thank you guys both. We didn't lose. We just didn't win. Well, that's, that's a great. I love you, the positive attitude, Tom. I really do. Uh, there you go. Quick break. We're going to squeeze in one or two more Rush Remembrances here in just a minute. Stay tuned. More of the Marque Show coming up. This is the Marque Show. My name is Marque, 855-765-1045. Here's one we didn't get to. Here's I'll give you guys, uh, whoever gets this one gets a point. You ready? Where's Josh? Ready. Can you leave? Here's one we didn't get to um, on the all Rush Limbaugh edition of What the Bleep, which I thought, okay. I'll be honest with you, I, I hoped at least one person would have gotten one. I know. But here, may I should have played this one. The people of this country are tired of being misled. They're tired of voting based on what candidates have told them they're going to do, and nothing ever changes. Trump has a wide here, Chris. Right. Any, any guesses? No, Josh turned his microphone off. Oh, uh, never mind. Okay. 855, <laughs> wide berth was what we were looking for. No, has, it's not. Are you serious? Yeah, he has a wide berth. Trump has a wide berth here, oh, Chris. Yeah, okay. that, was, uh, that was Rush Limbaugh on Fox News um, in 2019. Anyway, we will miss him. Uh, we will miss him terribly. And I don't know what's going to happen here in just a couple of minutes. Um, I'm, I imagine they're going to have a guest host or somebody coming on to talk more about what happened yesterday. I'll probably play some more of the best of bits. Uh, Frank in Orlando has a great memory of Rush Limbaugh. Frank, thanks so much for calling the Marque Show. Real quick, what did you want to say today? Yes, I remember seeing him uh, an episode of Family Guy's parody of Star Wars. What was he in the episode? Was he Darth Vader? No, he was the one that played in uh, episode six. He was the one that played the part of that Rancor oh. monster. I don't remember. I don't remember. I didn't watch. I'll be honest with you. I didn't watch the Family Guy, but oh wait, here it is. Hang on. I totally remember this. WTAT Tatooine's All Talk Radio. My good friends, the liberal galactic media is at it again. They never stop. Now they're trying to convince us that Hoth is melting. 
Well, that's crazy. Just trying to scare us. And if that weren't enough to get you mad, we now have news that Lando Calrissian has been made the chief administrator of the Bespin Mining Facility. Gee, I wonder how he got that job. Well, let me tell you how he got that job. Affirmative action strikes again. That's actually, that's actually really funny. <laughs> wow, that's, I, I, that's hilarious. I like that. That's my new favorite Family Guy clip right there. Uh, hey, thanks so much for the call. We appreciate it. Thanks for remembering. And uh, the uh, Rush Limbaugh program comes up next. And I'm sure, just like you, a lot of people are going to be listening to find out what happens. 855-765-1045 is our number. We'll be back tomorrow with some fake news Friday. Thanks so much. Stay tuned. Traffic weather news next. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. The first hour of the Mark K Show starts now. Here tonight is a special man, beloved by millions of Americans, who just received a stage 4 advanced cancer diagnosis. This is not good news. But what is good news is that he is the greatest fighter and winner that you will ever meet. Rush Limbaugh, thank you for your decades of tireless devotion to our country. Rush was an extraordinary man, a gentle giant, brilliant, quick-witted. met a lot of smart people in my life, but I've dealt with a lot of smart people in my life, never smarter than Rush, never wiser. And never kinder. You were a beacon of light who guided us when things were dark. I'm in radio because of Rush Limbaugh. A novice to be sure. I can't tie anything behind my back yet. But Rush, we will always, always love you. Never will we forget you. And you will always, always be the voice of talk radio. In recognition of all that you have done for our nation, the millions of people a day that you speak to and that you inspire and all of the incredible work that you have done for charity. I am proud to announce tonight that you will be receiving our country's highest civilian honor, the Presidential Medal of Freedom. States uh, gave the Presidential Medal of Freedom to Rush Limbaugh live at the at the uh, State of the Union address in the Capitol building, much to the chagrin of every Democrat there. And it was probably the thing that pushed Nancy Pelosi over the edge. It was probably the, the thing that made her tear up the speech. One of the many things that made her tear up the speech at the end of it. And it was I'll tell you, man, that was just that was just it was a remarkable moment. And one of truly one of my favorite, uh, not only Donald Trump, but Rush Limbaugh memories. Um, and there are there are so many of them. Last night from 6 to 8 p.m., we were back here in the studio and we were uh, enjoying your phone calls and your stories. People calling it all emotional uh, the, people in, you know, in, in a great mood, in a sad mood, in a somber mood. Lots of laughter about the jokes and the times that we all enjoyed listening to Rush Limbaugh over the last 30 years. A lot of people called into his show once, twice, three times. Uh, people seeing him in person, in personal interactions. And a lot of people who never met the guy, myself included, but their lives were changed by him nonetheless. And we have a uh, we have a lot more of that here in just a minute. We have a lot more coming at your way. We have a lot of people already calling in that want to say something. We have a lot of open mics that we have to get to. Oh, and we have an all Rush Limbaugh version 
of what the bleep today in celebration of the life and times and the uh, and the Rush Limbaugh program over the last three decades here uh, in the United States of America and around the world. So if you if you if you're wondering what's going to happen today during what the bleep, if you're a Rush Limbaugh fan, this is your lucky day. It's Rush Limbaugh. What the bleep coming up here a little later on today. Now. While we were searching for what the bleep, because this is not just this is not an easy process. When you go through and you're and you're doing what the bleep, and if you've never heard it, you'll know what I'm talking about in like an hour and a half. Uh, but it's a it's a meticulous process. Josh and I are working diligently, combing through audio archives, uh, searching the internet, scouring for clips that not only a sound good, but when you bleep them out, sound dirty. It's very it's it's a lot more uh, difficult than you might think. And and uh, in doing so, you come across some clips that are usable, some aren't. I came across this joke, which, first of all, it's too long. Uh, it's too long to use for what the bleep. But it's something that I think it's it's something that encompasses Rush Limbaugh's essence, the way he he talked, the way he told the story, um, his sense of humor, all that kind of thing. And it's from his CPAC speech in 2009. And if you've never watched Rush Limbaugh's CPAC speech in 2009, it is one of the most um, it is one of I, probably the most famous of all CPAC speeches ever given. And it's clearly uh, one of the most historic. It, it really people say it set forth what was coming in 2010, which was the Tea Party Revolution, which was this more what I like to call combative conservatism. It was people being unapologetically and unabashedly conservative to the right, you know, being constitutionalists, being purists when it comes to the United States of America and the documents that set forth our nation. And it was uh, it was entertaining. It was it was it was rowdy at some points. The crowd was so into it. And if you don't if you have a chance today, just Google Rush Limbaugh CPAC 2009 and enjoy it. But there's one joke in particular that he told in this speech that I wanted to share uh, today because it's it's really I mean, it sums up the guy and it's a great memory of uh, of what Rush Limbaugh really was. Let me. I, why can't we? Goes to heaven. Oh, why? Can't, oh, oh, green advice. What the hell is going on? Let me. Let me try to get. Are we up? Are we ready to go? Okay, here we go. Larry King passed away. Goes to heaven. It's greeted by Saint Peter at the gates. Saint Peter says, "Welcome, Mr. King. It's great to have you here. I want to show you around, give you an idea of what's here. Maybe you can pick a place that you'd like to reside." King says, "I just have one question. Is Rush Limbaugh here?" No, 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 no. He's uh, got a lot of time yet, Mr. King. So St. Peter begins the tour. Larry King sees the various places, and they're just beyond anything we can imagine in terms of beauty. Finally gets to the biggest room of all with this giant throne. And over the throne is a flashing, beautiful, angelic neon sign that says Rush Limbaugh. And Larry King looks at St. Peter and says, I thought you said he wasn't here. He's not. He's not. This is God's room. He just thinks he's Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> and you can see, and of course, you can tell the crowd goes wild. And uh, and I heard that this morning. And I just thought to myself, gee, I wonder who's living in that house now. I wonder if God had to give up his house uh, when Rush Limbaugh got there yesterday morning. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045 is our number. We will take some time because I know there's a lot of people that weren't able to join us last night. And, man, we and like I said, we had a ton of stories, tons of open mics. They're still coming in of people who are heartbroken, devastated, and uh, and taking some time to, to remember Rush Limbaugh, who always left them feeling hopeful and feeling good and feeling confident about the future of America, no matter what was going on. I mean, there. I remember the Clinton years, which is really, I think, when Rush Limbaugh started to see national and international fame. I mean, he went he went national in 88. 
So when you think about it, I mean, that's really I mean, Bill Clinton and the Clinton years and Hillary and the whole Monica Lewinsky scandal. That's really when he started to just climb up the ranks and explode onto the international scene. And then during the Bush years and, of course, you had 9-11 and the Iraq war, you know, he he became it, it turned a little bit. He became more of a uh, more of a, a, a Bush, um, you know, a champion or cheerleader. He was someone that said, look, here's why the Republican Party is the best party for the time, why George Bush as president is way better than Al Gore. And then, of course, when Barack Obama hit, I mean, we had four years where where Rush Limbaugh was the single most important important voice of the of the of the right. He was the single most important person in the Republican Party, clearly the most powerful. And he was the one person that formulated and kept this conservative ideal, this ideal of true Raw conservatism, unapologetic conservatism of living your life on the right and proclaiming uh, your life is is, is part of the right wing of the country and, and knowing what the Constitution stands for and loving America and letting everybody know it is okay to love America. It is okay to be yourself. It is okay to be patriotic. It's nothing you have to apologize for or be forgiven for. And he was the first, but before Donald Trump came along, he was the first person who was called a Nazi. He was the first person called a racist and a bigot and a misogynist his entire career. And he thrived off of it. And it's what made him, it's what made him tick. And in the end, uh, it's what made him the most, most powerful and, and well-known and listened to broadcaster um, in history. And and he was one of the big reasons why Donald Trump was able to garner the popularity. He was he was the reason why 75 million people were proud to go out there and say, we want to put America first. We want to make America great again. And for a lot of people, when they voted for Donald Trump, in a lot of ways, they were voting for Russia's agenda and Russia's ideology and what Rush had taught them about conservatism for 30 years. So, like I said, we'll get to more of that here in just a minute. There is also other news. We may uh, we may have a scandal brewing. And in fact, we do have a scandal brewing in New York state involving everyone's least favorite governor. Um, well, OK, that's actually that's a that's a tough call. There's a lot of least favorite governors these days uh, because of the pandemic. But one in particular who we despise. And we'll tell you what's going on with that. Uh, also, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is crossing the Biden administration. So I'm not sure what's happening. I'm not, I'm not sure who's going to win out. But apparently Joe Biden didn't get the memo from the radical environmental extremists led by Bernie Sanders and AOC. And she's not happy about it. And she's taking to Twitter uh, with one of the dumbest tweets I think I've ever seen in my entire life. And that's saying a lot because I follow a lot of Democrats on Twitter. 855-765-1045. Quick break. We'll kick it off with some of your calls here in just a minute. This is the Mark K Show. We'll be right back. This morning I woke up and I put on 104.5 and finding out that my favorite person passed away just broke my heart. I grew up listening to Rush and he's taught me so much about politics and everything like that. And it's so sad to see him go. Prayers to you and your family. Your memories will live on forever. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045 is our number. And you can also leave us an open mic message with our mobile app, which is what a lot of people are doing. They're opting. And, you know, and it, it, you want to tell us a little uninterrupted memory about Rush Limbaugh. A lot of people say, you know, I'll never forget where I was when I heard the news. Like that woman right there. A lot of people never forget where they were the first time they heard Rush either. The first time I heard Rush, I was in Hilton Head, South Carolina. I was doing a deliver some medical equipment to a doctor's office. And the way back Jacksonville, I heard this radio, this guy on the radio, and all the callers were calling in saying, 
Ditto's, Ditto's. And I started listening to him <laughs> and been hooked ever since. Mega Ditto's, Rush. Mega Ditto's. Man, Ditto's was a great thing. Mega Ditto's, which is, a, which is a great, you know, and every radio show has their own thing, or at least, you know, the really great ones do. Um, but it, the inside jokes, there's a, there's a lot of folks out there who will tell you, a lot of consultants and a lot of, they always say, you know, don't have inside jokes, uh, with your audience. And Rush had tons of them. He had inside jokes. He had, if you weren't a member of the community, if you didn't listen to the show, you didn't know what the heck he was talking about. We mentioned a bunch of them last night in our tribute show. When, for example, whenever he would reference Rio Linda, which was the, the, you know, the, the, where the slow people lived outside of San Diego. So he would talk slow for the people in Rio Linda whenever he talked about the drive-by media, which is a, a term that he phrased, you know, uh, feminazis and things like that. So anyway, there, there's a lot of these inside jokes. And I was always of the mind that Rush Limbaugh was, which is if you have an inside joke and someone comes in for the first time and they don't know what's going to going on, they're not going to leave. They're going to want to stick around. They're going to want to become part of the club. They're going to keep listening until they figure out and figure it out. And when they do, they're going to really feel like they're part of something big. Um, that's why we have tons of. That's why we we have way more inside jokes on the stream, but we do have a lot of inside jokes on the show. And now that I think about it, we need a lot more. Um, 855-765-1045. This is Jim in Orange Park. Jim, thanks so much for calling the Mark K Show. How you doing? Very good. It's a pleasure to talk with you, Mark. Pleasure to talk um, with you, too, Jim. Thank you. Uh, one of the stories I remember the most was told quite some time ago, so I don't know how many people would remember, but he told the story of what I call the Plastic Jesus plastic and the Disconificator. Yeah, Plastic Jesus. Tell everyone about the Plastic Jesus. Yeah, he was explaining when he was a young man, apparently he didn't have a car that was really in good shape, and, of course, he had to take it to be repaired. Mm -hmm. As he was in the office uh, getting the paperwork done or ready, he noticed that there was, in fact, a plastic Jesus either on the desk or on the shelf. So according to Rush, he thought, okay, well, these guys are cool. They're people of faith. They're believers, yeah. as obvious, you know, by their plastic Jesus. So he trusted them. Well, as it turned out, when all the work was done, I don't remember how much he was charged right. or if it was really that much, but they explained to him that they had to replace what was called the discronificator. And, of course, as we all know, in no model, make, or shape of any car has sure. there ever been a port called a discronificator. Right. And that really stuck with me because I left home when I was 20, you know, young. I had a car that was, you know, quite junky and needed repairs. And, you know, I remember in a way, you know, being naive and, and you know, probably getting getting taken. And it stuck with me because even though Rush was extremely intelligent, and, of course, by that time he was at a very high station in yeah. life, he knew what it was meant to live a normal life, to go through some of the things that we all go through when, when we're young and even when we're not so young. Yeah. So that was the story that stuck with me the most. And, but, um, and it's true, and it's I a life serious. lesson too. I mean, that every one of his stories was metaphorical. I mean, that, you don't don't just trust somebody with a plastic Jesus, you know, because Jesus, Jesus, it's there's a lot to it. And uh, and Jim, thanks so much for calling and sharing that story. We you know, I was watching an old clip of him on uh, on David Letterman again as we were pulling together these what the bleeps today for the Rush Limbaugh edition. And David Letterman, he told a story about how he worked for the Kansas City Royals and how he, he was uh, you know one of the baseball um, coordinators. And and Dave, uh, David Letterman says to him. Well, what did you do? If that sounds like a great job. What did you do for the Kansas City Royals? And Rush Limbaugh said, my job was that I was in charge of the ceremonial first pitches. 
And at every at every baseball game, you know, there's a ceremonial first pitch. And usually it goes to somebody who's having a birthday or somebody who, you know, is a big time donor or whatever. And he said, that's how that's how I broke into sports. My job was I was in charge of the ceremonial first pitch. And look at where he ended up. Uh, the, the the number one broadcaster in the history of the medium. So. Uh, you know, it, it just goes to show, like you said, living a real life, being able to connect with people, having the same pastimes and likes and and, you know, just being normal is really what makes you uh, truly successful. Being yourself, which I think we can all agree is what he was every single day of his life on the air and off. 855-765-1045. Real Linda's outside Sacramento. Oh, so yeah, there you go. How ironic that I would get that wrong. Thanks for pointing that out. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the Marque Show. On the way. Rush Limbaugh was like a wise older brother who told you what you needed to hear when you needed to hear it. I will miss him. And that's true for a lot of people. I remember a lot of people saying, you know, I wasn't sure what was going on with this thing, or I wasn't sure what was going on with the collusion, or I wasn't sure what the Democrats were trying to pull. But then I turned on Rush Limbaugh, and he explained it to me. And I was like, oh, that that's great. You know, we also have a show, too. Uh, but it, it, it's true. Even when I was in my car driving home after this show, and again, I loved, I get be a super fan as well for years. And one of my favorite times of the day was after this show, you know, doing whatever we need to do, cleaning up the studio so Rich Jones wouldn't yell at me and leave a stack of papers outside my office like he tends to do. And uh, and then I get in my car and I turn on turn it on and Rush Limbaugh is right there on the radio and I listen to him all the way home and i and sometimes he's making a point or he's on a mon- monologue or he's on a tirade or he's just talking about something and just like you i would sit there in my driveway you know i'm at home and but i just have to wait to the break cuz i want to hear what he's saying i want to hear the end of his thought and i and my wife would be like what are you doing out there i go i right i got to hear the end of this i'm coming in at a commercial and i guarantee that's how so many other people are you're driving somewhere and you you can tell a great broadcaster because you don't turn off the car until they go to commercial no matter where you are how hung i mean how hungry you are whatever you have to do kids need to be picked up from school they're going to have to wait till rush stops talking um and that's something that i'm really that's something that i'm really, i'm really going to miss as well 855 765 1045 Charles in Brooklyn. How you doing, Charles? Thanks for calling the Marque Show. I'm great. Oh, I was just sad. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, uh, I put on the thing and I hear his wife. It really broke me. You know, uh, and I, I'm, uh, I'm a moderator at this uh, site, Rush Limbaugh fans. Yeah. And I, I put that Rush, uh, I got a call from heaven and, uh, you know, my heart is broken and I have tears running down and we will always remember him. All our fans, we love you, Rush, forever. Yeah. Yeah. Charles, thank you. Know, you. I, mean, I can hear, man, I can hear the, I can hear you're broken up. You run a fan site. Is that right? You're a moderator for a yeah, fan site? Yeah, moderator. Yeah. Okay. Rush, I'm, I'm on a lot of sites. I do all your, 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 uh, your things. I, I pass it on to, you know. I, I love the thing that you did about uh, the Senator Chuck Schumer. Oh, well, well, I, I, didn't, I, I got a lot of that. They loved that. Oh, he said it. I just played it over and over again. Well, listen, know, Charles, know. we we appreciate that. I imagine a lot of the fans and are. I bet you've been really busy moderating the uh, fan sites these past couple of days, or since yesterday. Yeah, I've been. Uh, I put it up, and then other people send their things, and I answer it. And you know, I mean, it's just a sad. Really I is. knew it was going to happen, but, yeah. you know, I mean, he was like personal. It was part of me. I had him on 
since the beginning, yeah. and I would arrange my things. I, I wouldn't take it. Well, I would take a shower. I bring it in, in to take a shower. Other things I do, it, it would be with him. You know what I mean? Around him. I, if I, I, I wanted to take a walk, I would have my radio walk on yeah. with him. You know, yeah. I, I had to hear him from twelve to three. Charles, that was my uh, thing. That is so many people, and we heard from so many people who said the same thing. I would schedule my lunch break so I could listen to Rush, the beginning of his show, and at least an hour of it. And I spent every. And think about this: you're working all day. You get one hour for lunch. How many people spent that one hour not talking to one of their coworkers or calling one of their friends, but listening to Rush Limbaugh because they knew him as a friend? They knew that they would probably get more out of it than they would just a conversation with some random coworker or or one of their friends who they'd see after work. He was for a lot of people a daily routine, and we talked about yesterday how he replaced music on the radio for a lot of people not a lot of folks would put on their headphones and walk around listening to talk radio until rush limbaugh came around it was all music you put on some music and you drive in your car you put on some music and you go to the gym there's people and the big thanks to rush limbaugh that listen to talk radio instead of music radio and and get the same energy and excitement and enthusiasm and 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 you know just inspiration from it as they do from their favorite song and, Charles, we appreciate you calling in, and we appreciate you sharing our stuff, and uh, we know that you're going to be moderating. With uh, When I was looking for videos, I, was, I Googled Rush Limbaugh to find some clips to share on the show today, like the joke we played earlier um, from CPAC 2009. And I must have watched uh, three, four dozen small YouTube videos about Rush Limbaugh, clips from his show, um, appearances that he did in the past, his television show, which he had. And every single one of those videos had comments, R.I.P., we will miss you. A great loss. People have spent the last almost 24 hours. Really, it's just been 20 hours since they made the announcement. They've spent the last 20 hours just reliving every aspect of this man's life that they could find and commenting how much uh, he was loved and will be missed. And that is just I mean, and that's that's just an incredible Incredible accomplishment. Thanks so much again for the call. We appreciate it. 855-765-1045. Hey, Drake in California. How you doing, Drake? Thanks so much for calling. Uh, what do you want to say today about oh Rush God, Limbaugh? Uh, I just wanted to say um, I'm a foster youth alumni and stage four cancer survivor. Um, I work as a frontline worker out here in California. And um, I remember watching when uh, he won the Presidential Medal of Freedom. And I remember thinking to myself, wow, someone who's been through hell, like cancer, can win the Presidential Medal of Freedom, which is considered the highest award. Um, and it was inspiring. You know, I didn't know that much about Rush Limbaugh, but it inspired me to keep pushing on what I'm doing with, with music and everything else. By the way, I love your show. Uh, I hope I can consider you a friend one day. I, I listen to you every day. Um, but, again, and another thing is that these, these people online, these Democrats online that are saying things, mean horrible things like go to hell and things like this, um, you know, the party that preaches, oh, love and respect and acceptance for everybody, um, when, you know, there's someone who's been through such hard things like cancer, and they turn around and they say such mean and horrible things online, really goes to show what kind of hypocrites they are when there's people like Rush Limbaugh that were able to survive uh, cancer for so long and, and even inspire other cancer survivors like me to keep doing what I'm doing and being independent. So uh, wow. I just wanted to say thank you to him for that. Drake, absolutely. How are you? What, how's, what's your diagnosis? How are you now? Were you able, are you still I, good I, in treatment? I've been in, remission. I've been in remission for five years. I've shaken hands with mayors. I've raised, raised millions of dollars for low-income housing. And um, 
my my grandfather was the general manager of the Minnesota Vikings. I never knew him, God bless his heart, but he was friends with President Donald Trump. And, uh, you know, I, I just uh, want to make him proud in his name, and uh, that's what I will continue to do. Well, Drake, it seems like, I mean, we appreciate you listening. We appreciate you calling and sharing that story, too, and congratulations on, on fighting through. And you're right, he, he's a cancer survivor. I mean, the, the list of accomplishments is incredible. The list of again, what the you know best-selling author, number one radio broadcaster, television host, uh, your children's book. I mean, the, I don't know if you ever bought Rush Limbaugh's kids' books, but when a new one came out before Amazon, you know, if you went to the Target or if you went to Walmart or whatever, there were none on the shelves. The day they came out, they were gone. And and if you pre-ordered on Amazon, you were lucky to get a copy the day they came out. They were that popular. Uh, because they showed the true American history that a lot of people are not able to find anymore for their kids. They did it in a way that kids could understand. And it was it was fun and exciting to watch my children read these books about Rush Revere and, and Liberty and the Horse and all that and, and learn about George Washington and the founding fathers and and the and the revolution and the real truth about it. Not the not what they learn in schools, which is a milk toast version, often wrong. Uh, and they're also not just getting the history, but what it means, because that's really the only reason to 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 study history. Sure. It's fun to read about the um, the uh, Sons of Liberty who dressed up as Indians and threw tea in the harbor. But really, do you understand why they did that? Why did they throw the tea in the harbor? You know, why were they called the Sons of Liberty? Why did they hate uh, King George? You know, what was it that led to all of that? And he would explain it oh so well in those kids books. And it made kids excited about history, real American history, not the fake phony stuff that you get so much in schools. And uh, and we appreciate your call as well. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045 is our number. This is Sherry in Michigan. Hi, Sherry. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Oh, good, Sherry. It's what? cold here. Yeah, I, I, it's cold in a lot of places. I especially I think Michigan's pretty frigid this time of year. What uh, what do you want to oh, say yeah. about Rush Limbaugh? Oh, I started following Rush in the mid-90s when he was on television. And he was banned from television for telling the truth about Bill Clinton's phony business. Mm. He uh, he had a short-lived television show. And, yeah, television and Rush Limbaugh, it wasn't the best match. And, And he'd be the first person to tell you that. I remember him talking about his TV show, too. And he said he never really enjoyed it because all these people wanted him to prepare, <laughs> which I, I'll be honest with you. I can totally relate to that. All these people said, you know, uh, in TV, they wanted they wanted scripts. They wanted cue cards. They wanted stuff for the teleprompters. They wanted to know his jokes beforehand so they could read them to the to the lawyers and the censors and make sure that they were OK. And Russian was like, you don't understand. I don't prepare for hour. I don't have a it's a one hour show. They wanted me to prepare for four hours. He's like, I don't do that. I go in and I talk about what I know. I talk about what I read. I tell people what I think. And and that's why television was not his cup of tea. He was great at it for the little time that he did it. It was a new thing. It was a refreshing thing. It was something like nobody had ever seen before. But his uh, his true spot and his true place and his true success came, as we all know, um, as America's anchorman on the radio. 855-765-1045. Quick break we will be back here uh in just a minute we have some people calling in from australia they're mad at facebook there also we uh, have some more memories of rush limbaugh plus we do have other news that we want to share with you about new york what's going on with andrew cuomo which you should be aware about and alexandria ocasio-cortez going head-to-head with joe biden 
It's going to be an interesting weekend, that's for sure. Plus, the all-Rush Limbaugh edition of What the Bleep. It's coming up. Stay tuned to the Mark K Show. We'll be right back. Listening to Rush since 1989 and loved him. Loved his show. Used to like to listen to uh, Neil Bortz. And then early on before that, the, the Black Avenger used to come on and hope his family as well. And uh, he's given me a lot of inspiration that this country can make it. You know, somebody did point out that uh, it was, you know, last year was Herman Cain uh, passing away from uh, complications due to COVID-19. Neil Bortz retiring just a few years before that. Now Rush Limbaugh got him. It's like there's nothing left to listen. I don't even know. Like, what am I going to listen to now when the show's over? Eight five. I guess we still have Hannity. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045 if you're trying to get through and you want to share uh, some remembrances or some some inspirations that you got from Rush Limbaugh. This is Jim calling in. Jim, good morning. How are you? Thanks so much for calling the Mark K Show. What do you want to say, Jim? Oh, just um, really enjoying your, your show. I enjoyed, especially I enjoyed when you had the cell phone on. Was that yesterday, I think? You know, you were, that was pretty cool. I had the but cell phone. Anyway. Oh, yeah, I guess I'm always on the cell phone, I think. No, that was two days ago when you live streamed from your cell phone. Oh, when I live. Oh. It was yeah. awesome. You got to interact with people. I have very short-term memory. I, yeah, no, I remember. Yeah, thank you. That was fun. We should definitely do that. I told Hannah we'll make that an yeah. annual event for sure. I think you got to do it every day, really. But oh, all right. Well, okay. Well, geez. All right. Anyway, anyway as far Give as Rush goes. Go ahead. I'm sorry. As far as Rush goes? Oh, yeah. He was just one of those, uh, pe one of those people that it was like an event. I remember the first time I heard him on the radio, I, I just – it was like I know I, today I know exactly where I was when the first time I heard him on the radio, and those things don't happen too often. Where were you? With, where were you the first time you heard him? Can you tell us? Yeah, I was in actually I was in um, Hawaii. I was in the I think I was just on a vacation. Oh, I used wow. to go over there. I was in the Air Force. Used to go over there on some trips, but I was over there on vacation. But I heard him on the radio, and it was like I immediate uh, connection there. That's great that you were you were vacationing in Hawaii and you turned on the radio and there you had a pina colada in one hand and you had the ocean waves in the background and Rush Limbaugh. Man, I'll tell you what. Hey, thanks for the music. No, that's great. That's a great vacation. I'm telling you, that's a great. Anyone that you want to, if there's a talk radio host that you want to listen to while you're on vacation, that right there shows that that person is, is clearly doing something right. 855-765-1045 is our number. This is Christina in Wisconsin. Hi, Christina. How are you? Good. How are you, Mark? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for uh, for asking. What was what you want to say about Rush Limbaugh and your memories of of, uh, of the iconic American broadcaster who, of course, oh, hold on, let me post. <laughs> I thought that was I thought that was gone forever. Anyway, you leave it there. What do you want to say about Rush Limbaugh? Well, I wanted to say that um, recently I started listening to you within the last year. Um, I was able to discover you, and I listened to you at work. And then, um, like, through you and a couple other conservative talk shows, I discovered Rush on my lunch break. And so I'm sad that I wasn't able to listen to him sooner in life. But um, the last few months I was listening to him and feel very fortunate to be able to uh, get a piece of that um, history from him. and. Yeah. Oh, wow. I appreciate you and everything you guys bring to us and help keep us grounded. And it's sad that he's gone, but I just appreciate that I was able to 
listen to him when I could. Wow, Christina, thank you so much. I, I had no idea that we would be able to introduce somebody to Rush Limbaugh. And, and yet, like you said, it was for a short time. But at one year listening to Rush Limbaugh is is so much better. And you're so far uh, farther ahead than anyone who will never have a chance to listen to him or never and I'm sad. I'm truly sad for those people. My kids, whenever we were in the car, I forced them to listen to Rush. I forced them to listen to talk radio. And one of the reasons why is because, A, I think they're learning something. I think they're getting a good education. And the other reason is because when they're older and they hear stories about these great people, these great Americans, these great broadcasters who, who gave their, their – their, I mean, you, talk, you want to talk about sacrifice. Coming in here every day for three hours and the preparation that it takes – and doing that to, to help people realize what conservative, uh, conservatism is and how it can help America. I mean, to know that your kids can say, yeah, I remember listening to Rush Limbaugh with my dad. That, to me, is something I'm glad I could give them. And I know that, unfortunately, uh, there's a lot of kids out there that will never be able to hear what the man said live. They can, of course, go back and listen to it pre-recorded, But there was just something about listening right. to him live. Christina, thank you so Absolutely. much for the call. We appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Uh, 855-765-1045. So everybody's connected to Rush Limbaugh somehow, and everybody has a great memory of it. And uh, whether you found him through our show or whether you found our th show through his show or whether it was 1989 and you were in Hawaii chilling with, you know, some kind of drink on the watching hula dancers and coconut braziers, and you're like, you know... Let me turn on the radio, see who's talking. Whatever your Rush Limbaugh story is, we want to hear it. 855-765-1045. Also, uh, Adam and Danny are calling from Australia. If you guys can hang on just one more break, we'll talk to you guys first because we should tell everyone what's happening with Facebook and the entire country of Australia. They're censoring the entire country of Australia. We'll tell you that story next. Stay tuned. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah. That's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.